Hello and welcome back to the Flying Green Sports Podcast. We are your hosts, Michael Nanya and Brian Neville. And I don't know if you could tell, maybe it's noticeable, <laughs> maybe it's not, but my tone here is maybe a little bit less excited than usual because Mike White is going to miss this week's game against the Lions. And that means our favorite quarterback, Zach Wilson, Zachy. now holds the keys to the rest of the season for the Jets, which is not something I'm super optimistic about. So I'm not on the most uh, high level right here. So how about you and your Eagles? Hey, nothing's changed. No Jalen Hurts. Broken <laughs> no drama over there. Or nothing. So there's no Gardner Minshew starting. Even if Gardner started the game, I wouldn't be too, uh, too upset about it. He did that last year against the Jets. Got a win. But uh, it's... It's like going back to the ex-girlfriend for the Jets here this week. But, like, they get two weeks of Mike White, and now they're uh, getting Zach Wilson back against uh, – it's going to be a much-needed win here this week. And it's not an easy Detroit team they're going to have to beat, but it's going to rely on the shoulders of Zach Wilson. Yeah, and it's going to be a tough situation because, you know, he's had three weeks off here, but – is three weeks enough to really fix everything that he was dealing with, you know, mechanically throwing the football and then just mentally his confidence and being dialed in, being able to make his reads is three weeks enough to do that. And I know Mike White was out there putting on a good display for Wilson to learn from doing well with some of the things that Zach was struggling with, but it almost feels like some of the improvements he needs aren't going to come until he has a whole off season to really hone in on it. So that's why I think I'm skeptical that things are going to change. And, you know, this is a favorable matchup. It's playing the Lions here and great offensive team, but defensively they're definitely one of the worst defenses in the league. So it is a favorable opportunity in that way. But at the same time, not going to have Corey Davis this week, who tends to be one of Zach's favorite targets. Uh, And then defensively, if Quinn Williams doesn't play, the Lions will have a chance to maybe put up some points here on the Jets defense. Then you're talking about, getting into a shootout with them. Can Zach Wilson keep up in that type of game? Because he hasn't had to do that this year uh, when they were winning games while he was starting. It was because the defense was able to keep games close. The Jets could run the football and uh, that's how they were able to get those wins while he was out there. So um, it's not the end of the season definitively because, you know, look, they did show they can win games with him under center, but are you going to be able to keep up? Yeah. Five and two, but are you going to be able to keep up that formula with, you know, Brees Hall is a big part of some of those wins. You don't have him any, anymore. Elijah Vera Tucker, big part of the O-line during those wins. Don't have him anymore. Uh, and then, you know, you're playing some tough teams here down the stretch. I mean, Detroit and Jacksonville last few weeks have been good football teams. Uh, really, only hiccup they had was when they played each other and the Jaguars lost. So two hot teams here in the next few uh-huh. days. Uh, Zach Wilson is going to be coming in here with, so much pressure on his shoulders in front of this home crowd that is going to boo him after he throws one incomplete pass. <laughs> it's going to be boos from the high heavens. So he better be ready for that. And uh, it's high pressure situation. So is that something he's going to respond well to? I think that's what we're all going to be looking to see. Well, it's definitely an, an alliance. Like you said, their offense could put up points and the Jets defense has played great this season. And I think it's more so not even can they hold because the Lions seem to put up like 30 points a game on the season. They're averaging almost 27. So it's not even about just stopping the Lions offense. Totally. I think it's more about containing them and just 
Sack doesn't have to make every single play. Doesn't have to make every single throw. Just, just make the easy completions and just have your uh, give your team a chance to compete and win the game and stay in it. Don't don't do anything stupid. Just manage the game well and keep your team in it. Yeah, and it's it's interesting because you know you look at those last two Patriots games and the first one uh, that they lost at home. If he did exactly what you just said, I think it they easily could have won that game because. You know, they held the defense held the Patriots down and the Jets offense was getting guys open. They were moving the ball, but um three turnovers is just gonna kill you, especially some of the ones where he had it where they were just avoidable interceptions. Um Jets were driving on a couple of those and it killed the drive. So they're costly interceptions and they're avoidable. So when you have both of those at the same time, it's very damaging for the team. So can't have any of those quite obviously. Um then the next Patriots game they lost in New England. That was a different kind of game where he didn't turn the ball over, although he should have because he did it. Had, had a couple had a couple of drops interceptions, but that game they just couldn't move the ball at all. And that was very much on him because people were open. He just did not have the confidence to pull the trigger. Yeah. I mean, there was one play where Denzel Mims was wide open on a post route for a touchdown, and he's looking at it and he just won't throw the ball. And instead he tucks it and runs. So that's the thing that's concerning. It's like three weeks. Is that enough for you to fix whatever was going on mentally to where you just can't pull the trigger to open guys? I mean, we'll see if that was the case. And, you know, he's going to have his back against the wall now to where you're playing for your career because if he doesn't play yeah. well in this game and we'll see when Mike White is ready to play. It's a short week for the next game. Apparently he has fractured ribs. So we'll, we'll see if he's ready to come back for that next game. We're at all this season, but you know, Zach Wilson's either way playing for his career at this point. This is a second chance, and he's got a chance to show the Jets why he should still be the guy going forward. So, um, big opportunity, but a lot of pressure comes with that. And pressure has brought out the worst in him, both from a you know, football standpoint, when he's actually pressured, and then just you know, more of a mental standpoint. Like, it's those big Patriots games with all the pressure in the world when he's really struggled the most. Um, and it's really when nothing nothing is expected of him, when he's kind of been better, you know, playing the Bills, no one really expects yeah. you to win. That's when he played a sharper game in that one, actually. So uh, so we'll see what happens now with their backs against the wall. Got to have it every single week for the playoffs. And uh, high pressure, but high opportunity for him. And, you know, you look at the Jets' road ahead here. I mean, if you lose this game, you still, you still have a good shot if you can win the last three and get to 10-7. and seven. But if you lose here, are you really confident the Jets are going to do that? You're not. So mm-hmm. as as much of a must-win game as this could be, I think I think it is here. Because if you have any confidence of doing what you need to do to get in, you have to win this game. If I know anything about football and, you know, the Jets in general, the Eagles, there's it's not a season without false hope. So, I mean, it wouldn't surprise me if Zach Wilson – Throws for 300 yards, couple of touchdown passes, lights it up, and then just the next week, he, if Mike White doesn't go, he has a dud and ruins all hope that the Jets had after a great performance, possibly. But, I mean, I could see Zach Wilson having a good game, you know. I think in his situation, he's probably, you know, you get benched in your second year and you're just sitting here like, you're looking yourself in the mirror. And I think he, these couple of weeks, it's to, he's thinking to himself, Okay, what do I need to do to get myself back right here and lead this team as the quarterback they drafted me to be? And I think he's probably better mentally than he was 
earlier on in the season, everyone yelling at him. You know, you, you give a guy a couple couple weeks break, and I think he'll be right back to his normal. Well, I don't want to say normal self because hasn't been right. great <laughs> when he's been his normal self. But I think he'll be a little bit better than his usual self and give the Jets a good chance to win this game. Yeah, that's definitely the hope. And and like you said, like his normal self this year is not what you want to see, but I think it's more, you know, who he was at BYU. Like, because he, he's the guy who did deserve to go second overall. I mean, he had great film in that, that last season at BYU. And granted, not the best competition. He had a good offensive line, all mm-hmm. that. But even when he was pressured, although it was rare when he was at BYU, he showed good ability under pressure. Um, and then... You know, I think overall it was he was still worthy of being the second overall pick. So yeah. you want to see him find a way to get back to that level. Crazy arm talent. I think with guys like him, I think sometimes you just I think I've talked about it before, you just kinda of have to just play your own game and stop trying to do everything so calculated and specific and sometimes just trust yourself and trust your ability and just let like Zach Wilson is a crazy arm. Let yourself take over the game, trust yourself to make the throws that you know you can and you know, like we talked about, it, it's a confidence thing. It's a mental thing. And that's why I think sitting him down for a little bit and obviously I didn't expect him to to come back here a couple weeks later with the Mike White injury. But I think it's, you know, have him sit down for a little bit. And I think this game will definitely trust himself more and, and play true to himself and play the game that he knows and give the Jets a good chance to win this game and, you know, maybe even the next couple of games for how long I'll have to play. Um, but looking ahead here, um, going away from the Jets here, talking more about the Eagles game. Uh, this is a three and ten Chicago Bears team that is a team that's probably you know we say this a lot, but it, it's definitely a team that's better than what the record says. Um, their offense has been clicking a little more here recently. It seems with Justin Fields, who is injured, but he's definitely going to be a lot healthier for this one against the Eagles. Um. It's not a team, especially going on the road into a cold environment. Uh, I think it's going to be like in the 20s in Chicago. So, you know, both teams used to the cold weather, but it's getting different once like your first real cold weather game. But Justin Fields coming off injury, he'll be definitely healthy. Uh, the only issue for the Bears is they don't have a ton of weapons outside of Darnell Mooney, maybe Cole Komet, David Montgomery. Um, but hey, Justin Fields could definitely beat you with his own legs and almost Jalen Hurts-like. You got to always keep a spy out there and contain the contain the quarterback in the pocket. Yeah, and it'll be interesting to see that because you know when the Jets played the Bears, Justin Fields didn't play, so the Jets were able to luck out with that one and play Trevor Simeon. But yeah, you know, as as good as Fields has been, mm-hmm. even when he's played, the Bears have not been able to pull off wins. They haven't won a game since Week Seven, so you know that's a bad football team overall. But Justin Fields makes them really exciting, and they've competed in just about every game despite all the losses so uh, it's a good challenge and like you said going opposite Jalen Hurts who is a guy who I think Fields will try to look at and model his game after over the coming years just in the way that you know Hurts has been able to match his athleticism and running ability with also just being a good pure passer from the pocket Uh and within the structure of the offense so a good opportunity for Fields to be opposite of Jalen Hurts there Definitely. Um, is there anything else? I mean, I know you mentioned like, you know, bears are weak with their skill positions. And like we said, it's a struggling team, but is there any other specific aspect of that team you think might potentially cause problems for the Eagles? 
might cause problems. I don't know totally because their defense isn't great. They yeah. give up 146 rushing yards a game, and here lately the Eagles have just been running the ball with ease over anyone, whether it be Hurts or Miles Sanders. So I uh, I would expect the Eagles to go, especially if it's cold and windy, um, to go with a, a run-first approach and let Miles Sanders do his thing. Wouldn't surprise me if he gets 18-plus carries. Um, the Bears do have uh, – oh, I'm not sure if uh, – I think Jaquan Brisker is healthy. Um, I know he was hurt earlier on in the season. Jaquan Brisker, they got Jalen Johnson out of Utah. So they got some good young um, players in the secondary that could maybe pose a little bit of a threat. But with the wide receiver court the Eagles have, and they be getting Dallas Goddard back for this one, finally off IR. So that Eagles have been without one of the best tight ends of the league for the past four weeks. And they've been playing great offensively. You know, what, how do they look? With a, a healthy Dallas Goddard coming back, um, it could take the – I mean, I would say it would take the offense to the next level, but it's already at the next level. It's only just going to get better, especially in the run game. Dallas Goddard's a great run blocker, but I think he, uh, before injury, was leading all tight ends with um, yards after catch. So adding Dallas Goddard back will just make this team much more of a challenge for anyone, especially a depleted Chicago Bears team to stop. Yeah, I mean, we talked about this – on our last podcast, but you know, this is a favorable matchup for the Eagles. And with this schedule to finish the season, they have a chance to wrap up that division pretty early. If they can just um, stand up to that challenge against the Cowboys on Christmas Eve, because other than that, you know, you finish up with the saints and giants at home. Uh, so it should be smooth sailing for the Eagles into the playoffs. Uh, we're mm-hmm. most likely going to see them in that divisional round. Um, barring a, you know, collapse from the Eagles here. A little doesn't, collapse. Doesn't a seem likely. Jets but, uh, like collapse here. If so, what are the tie breaking scenarios? Do you know with the with the Niners? If they tied the Niners, would they be able to take it? I haven't looked too much into that. Let's um, look at the conference record here. Yeah, I was gonna say because I've been looking so much at tiebreakers with the Jets and everything. Now I might not be doing that as much because I don't know Jets. if I'm I confident they're gonna win anyway. <laughs> I haven't um, had to. I haven't had to totally worry about that here. I haven't had to worry about that at all. So Eagles obviously the one conference loss to uh, Washington, and the Niners are they're eight and two in the conference. So they have two non-conference eight losses. So I guess if they do tie them, uh, they would require the Eagles to lose a couple of conference games. So yeah, I guess yep. the Niners if they tie them could take that one seed. So a little more work to do for the Eagles. Obviously they have to take care they of the could, Cowboys as well. Yeah, that's the big one. Speaking of the Niners, Brock Purdy last yeah. night, another good performance. That makes you wonder about Trey Lance. Uh, Niners gave up a lot to go get him. I liked him coming in North Dakota State. Um, another guy that has a huge arm but can also just run with ease with anyone. Um, so it's interesting to see what they do with if Jimmy G comes back for another year. And if he does, what do you do with Trey Lance? Yeah, they're definitely making it interesting with the way that Purdy's played so far. Um, I, I guess watching him, like the one thing I would say is, and and he's been impressive, but like they've done a really good job of just cooking stuff up for him. I mean, you look at some oh, of the yeah, touchdowns it's... yesterday, like a couple of wide open George Kittle touchdowns. You don't need to say George catch. Kittle. You don't need to say that name. My fantasy team knows all about yeah. George Kittle. <laughs> and I sit George Kittle, so of course he goes off for 24 points on my bench. Yeah, I don't think you're alone in that. I think the whole country gave up on him. 
but uh, he's finally showing up at the right time for the few who still have faith in him. Uh, but yeah, I mean, the Niners just make things so easy. I would say maybe it's one of the more favorite, maybe the most favorable kind of situation for a quarterback mm-hmm. in the league, just with the way that they can manufacture offense for you. Um, but I mean, what a run by the Niners. It looked like the NFC West might be a little bit of a fight back in midseason, but now yeah. three weeks ago, Seahawks have the first team to clinch a division, right? Yeah. 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 So uh, they were able to seize that. Seahawks not looking good. Seven not and seven good. now. Was um, that three straight losses from them? Two, two, in, two, two in a row, and I think they lost two previously before they beat the Rams. So four out of five, I think. Um, they got the Chiefs next week. So when the Jets go in there in a few weeks, they um, could be seven and eight on a three-game losing streak. So potentially favorable game for the Jets, but obviously Jets have their own problems to figure out right now, starting with a Detroit yeah. Lions team that is coming for a wild card spot. Um, it's it's not an easy win that it might have been five, six weeks ago. Right. Especially with uh, Jameson Williams has come back and yep. he had a big touchdown last week. So that's another element to the, their offense. Yeah, just another weapon for a team that, you know, as good as they are offensively, it's not really the deepest receiving group. You know, St. Brown has been tremendous this year, but beyond him, you, Josh Reynolds, Khalif Josh Raymond. Reynolds. So it's not the best receiver group, but you throw Jameson Williams in there and whatever you can get out of him this season would be a huge boost for them. Uh, but it really starts with that offensive line, I think, that they have a great run blocking group. It allows them to be think, physical, run the I football. Think Frank and... Ragnow is a bit questionable, though, in the injury report, but he'll probably play if I have him. Yeah, it looks like yeah, he's limited the past couple games, so we'll see if he goes. But, uh, yeah, I think they physical in the run game. They keep Jared Goff clean because, you know, if Goff's pressured, there's not a lot he can do about it. But if he's clean... I think he's a guy who could do some damage, and the offensive line has helped him do that. So, yeah, that's why Quinn Williams is so huge for the Jets this week. Because mm-hmm. if you have him, you know he can go toe to toe with any offensive lineman in this league. He's beaten some. Oh, some, hey, yeah. I mean, Jason Kelsey. I, that's true. That's true. We got to see him go up against <laughs> him. But Quinn's taken out some good competition this year. Yeah, he's, he's I think great. he's got two sacks on Mitch Morse for the Bills, and he hasn't given up sacks in any other game this year. So, you know, he's been uh, playing well against against some good players. Uh, so Eagles would be a different test. We'd Hopefully we get to see that in the Super Bowl uh, with Mike White coming back the against Mike the Jaguars. White, yep. um, but uh, that's up in the air right now. <laughs> Hold off your Super Bowl ticket orders. I was uh, I was just about a custom order at Mike White Super Bowl. Yeah, today until I saw the I was getting my Super Bowl tickets. I was booking my hotel in Arizona. Then I saw the news and I canceled it immediately. <laughs> you, just closed out all the pages. Kids together and and family to get together and say hey. Give them the news. <laughs> hey guys, hey guys, rough. this is this is bad stuff that just, no, just for real though. I did have together. to tell my tell my younger brother. I was telling Andrew that Mike White was going to be out, and he was so upset. <laughs> He's I'm sure all Jets out. fans have just... windows have been jumped out of. Yeah, it's it's Mike White's been playing terrific football, and you say, okay, Lions have been great recently, but Jets probably a slight favorite here. Uh, uh, Mike White, and then boom, injury, and you're back to Zach Wilson, and you just your your heart kind of just sinks a little bit, and your expectations are lowered by a lot. 
Yeah, and it's not something that we ever expected would happen by this point in the season that we'd be so distraught that <laughs> Zach Will that Mike White is coming out for Zach Wilson to come in. Who would have thought back when uh, he had that injury against the Eagles in the preseason, and we were looking at him maybe missing the whole year, how depressed we were at that time. Go from that to now being depressed that he is going to play. So it's been a complete 180 here uh, in the middle of the season. This will be the Jets' uh, third quarterback change of the season. So it's not a Jets season without quarterback drama, but what makes this one different is that usually the quarterback drama is accompanied by plenty of losing. Um, but in this situation, it's happening with the Jets sitting right there in the playoff race at 7-6 and six with a chance to make a run here. I mean, you know, for the Lions and Jaguars, all their improvement, still two losing teams. We're looking at the Seahawks probably being a losing team by the time mm-hmm. you play them. So winnable games ahead of you here, two at home the next two weeks, and then week 18, a potential win and end game against a rival Dolphins okay. team who you beat earlier in the year. So they got it all right in front of them still, and it's, you know, hard to be confident in Zach Wilson right now considering what we last saw from him but uh, the Jets are more equipped to support their quarterback than they have been in in a long time just with some of the weapons they have on offense and defensively how capable they are of supporting that offense so so we'll see what they can do it's a a more complete football team than we've seen in previous years they don't they've shown that they don't need the quarterback to be amazing to win games uh, so we'll see if maybe Zach Wilson can do enough and, like you said, use the time off to to benefit and be a better quarterback than he was before he went out. So it'll be very interesting to see. But once again, I would be lying if I said that I'm confident. I'm not. My confidence has taken a hit. So I'm going to root for him, though, and hopefully the best comes to play out. You don't have your... Uh... The Jared Goff jersey on for this one. I don't have my Goff jersey on, and also it's interesting he we face Goff here because if you look back to 2020, the reason Zach Wilson is here is because Jared Goff decided to lose to the Jets, the 0 13 Jets, with the Rams, and kicked them out of the Trevor Lawrence lead and give them to the Jaguars. Mm-hmm. So, uh, full circle moment here. Uh, and the to... Jets will be playing Lawrence here soon. Yeah, and, and then Lawrence you know, is, playing Lawrence playing well next recently. week, and he's now starting to look like the number one pick. Uh, so, wow. I mean, what a full circle moment we're going to get here. Years, yeah. Zach Wilson. And Doug Peterson. That's, what, right. that's who the Jets need is Doug Peterson. That's a quarterback guru right there. That's true. He's working his magic with Lawrence. Who knows? Maybe they'll be in the playoffs. They could steal the division from the Titans, who don't look too good. Um, but Zach Wilson back out here after getting benched against the quarterback who kind of made the Jets get him by blowing that game in 2020. And then he'll get to play the guy who Jets fans wanted instead of him in Trevor mm-hmm. Lawrence. Uh, then you go from that and you play Geno Smith in week 17. So what a crazy uh, string of storylines here for the Jets over the next three weeks, hopefully featuring some victories, but I'm not holding my breath but I will hope for the best. Uh, yeah, that will be um, an interesting one to look at. I'll probably have that up while I watch the Eagles game. Um, but the one thing that's um, bad for the Eagles is I've talked about him a couple of times, Reed Blankenship. Uh, he got injured last game. And he's I don't think he's gone on IR yet. Um, 
but he's going to be out for a couple of weeks. And they re-signed Anthony Harris, who they had last year, and they let him go uh, because Kayvon Wallace is not very talented at the safety spot of football. So can't really rely on him too much. But it, it, it sucks seeing Reed Blankenship come out. Um, undrafted rookie free agent who's been playing actually really well. And C.J. Gardner-Johnson's been out. Um, he'll be back for the Saints game, kind of a revenge game for him. Um, but the Eagles have a little drama. Oh, and they also um, Aaron Sipos, the punter. I don't know if you saw. He got he got injured. He got a punt blocked. He wanted to go pick it up and run for the first down. It was like a yard short, but he got hit. He got hurt. He got put on IR. So they signed a former Titans legend Brent Kern. That could Brett derail Kern. the season. Um, Some punter controversy. Yeah, Sipos hasn't been. <laughs> Sipos hasn't been totally amazing, uh, but he's he's gotten the job done. He was a lot better this year than he was last year, but a couple injuries, yeah, it was um Britton Covey, the punt returner for the Eagles, had a had to hold uh the extra point snaps for a little bit last week and Jake Elliott had a punt uh punt once last week. But new safety possibly if uh, Anthony Harris um maybe gets a start next to Marcus Epps or if he rotates with Kayvon Wallace and a new punter for the Eagles. I was looking at the Eagles special team stats here and Jake Elliott only 13 field goal attempts all season. So I guess that is the benefit of yeah. being a team that could score some touchdowns. You don't have to rely on your kicker too much. Um, Jets have had a nice year with Greg Zerline. Great kicker too. He's had a lot of deep makes this year, some of them in the elements. So he's been excellent. Uh, so that's another thing that's been different for the Jets this year is the kicker spot. It's usually been a, Huge backbreaker for them, but not this time yeah. around with Greg Zerline. So if they're in close games, he's definitely an advantage for them to have. Um, also, another thing, I was just scrolling through the Jets stats here. They've had, guess how many guys have thrown passes for the Jets this season? Obviously the three. What do you think the total yeah. number is of players? I, know, who... Garrett, I think Garrett Wilson has a yep. pass attempt. Yeah, he's uh, on there. Braden Mann has a pass attempt. He's on there. There's got to be a receiver or something like a, a Braxton There's one Barrios. more. Yes, yes. It is Barrios. Braxton Barrios is on there. One for one for two yards and a touchdown. Get that man under center. Because <laughs> obviously he can't catch the ball, so maybe he could do some work yeah. as quarterback. That could be a, a fantasy sleeper. Uh, He's got the best Braxton quarterback Barrios rating on the Jets this year, 118.7. Uh, completion percentage, 100. So this looks like a potential stud to me. I would throw him in there. A little. Um, uh, that's what the um, Texans have been doing lately. Like two quarterback. They've been running to Jeff Driscoll, who I just picked up in fantasy. He's been getting like carries and short and red zone targets as a tight end or something. I don't know what's going on out in there. But when you have one win on the season, I guess you're just doing whatever you, you just can. Try just around. To, do what you want. You're just Take some field running. goals. Try some fourth and twenties. <laughs> yeah. It's Why basically not? Madden. You're just doing whatever you want. Wow, look like, at the hey, Texas schedule like... ahead here. Kansas City, Tennessee, and then Jacksonville, hot team. And then Colts finish up. So could be looking at a one-win one team, one team here. Uh, they should have that first pick pretty much wrapped up. Yeah, and they'll probably, I assume, they'll take a quarterback. Bryce Young would be the most likely option there. And um, they should. John Mechie, I think... What do you have, like leukemia or something earlier on in the year? That's why he was out for the whole season. I can't totally remember what it was, but he was out of Alabama as well. 
um, out for the year. Brandon Cooks, who knows what's going to happen with him, but uh, they have um, Damian Pierce. They got some weapons, but it's not a uh, a totally quarterback friendly offense for any rookie player to go into. Yeah, and then you know for the Jets, looking ahead here. I mean, in terms of the young talent on that subject, you know, I think that's regardless of how the season finishes up, I think that's what you're going to look at as the reason to be optimistic about what happened this season, because the reason the Jets won the season was their young players who are going to be around for the mm-hmm. future. It's not like they were led by, a, you know, like 2015, for example, the last time the Jets were good, it was Ryan Fitzpatrick, it was Brandon Marshall, Eric Decker, all these guys who are veterans on the way down. Um, Fitzpatrick wasn't even signed after that season, so it, it didn't feel sustainable. But now you're running with Garrett Wilson, Sauce Gardner, Quinn Williams, DJ Reed, um, Brees Hall is going to be on the way back next year. Uh, Jermaine Johnson, all these guys who are you know young players who you drafted or just signed, yeah. and uh, they're going to be back next year. They should keep improving, and you know they're set to continue being competitive for years to come. So that's a silver lining here. But at the same time, you never know what's going to happen. Guys get hurt, they decline, they sign somewhere else, yeah. they demand a trade. You never know what's going to happen. So. <laughs> When you're sitting there Everyone's in the playoff race, you got to take advantage of it and, and go make a run because you never know what's going to what's gonna happen next. So uh, let's hope the Jets can find a way to land on their feet here. Um, hopefully Zach Wilson can step up. I mean, what a good story it would be if Zach Wilson did mm-hmm. play well because, you know, at the end of the day, as much as I love Mike White, I think the easiest path – Forward for the Jets Zach is if Wilson. Zach Wilson just starts playing well. Like just make it easy. This he's the guy initially. You want to see that leap this year. Just go out there and be that guy who you were supposed to be. I think that's what would make the decision easier, a quarterback in the offseason. And then for right now, you know, with this team trying to win games, uh just get good quarterback play from the guy who you spend a high pick on to get that play out of. So who uh, you expect to make great quarterback play right exactly so uh, i'm rooting for it absolutely it would be great to see mm-hmm. but uh certainly a lot to prove uh with some of the things we saw from him uh in those previous games so i'm um, looking at our zoom timer it's kind of count down here eight and a half minutes so you want to maybe get count some down. predictions for these two games we could get some predictions i was gonna say it seems like every week like it's either garrett wilson or another jets rookie that's just getting the yeah. uh, pepsi rookie of the week award zonovan knight last week and every other week it's probably garrett wilson again this week Knight got it this week so yeah young players coming through so in terms of predictions so, i guess you want to start with uh jets line score jets lines yeah um I'll go here um like i was lines, saying earlier, i believe are I think... one and a half point favorites right now so it's an interesting. It's one. a tough one because the Lions are playing really, really great football. Um, the Jets, I think, are like, okay, we got our backs against the walls here, and they're looking at Zach Wilson. I think Zach Wilson has a good game. I think it's going to be. I mean, with the Lions, every game's a high-scoring kind of shootout. Um, yeah. I'm going to go to the Jets here. Uncharacteristic of them to score a lot of points, but I'm going to go Jets thirty-three. Lions 31. Wow. Okay. All right. Jets fans like that. It's just got a rejuvenation of belief there um, by virtue of your prediction. Unfortunately, that is going to be reversed by my prediction. I'm going to go with Lions 
31, Jets 17. Mm. Yeah, it's the Jets uh, <laughs> don't score a, a ton of points, but I think maybe Zach Wilson, you know, you always have that random quarterback moment in the season where like some backup or someone comes in for a game and they just light it up and the team goes crazy. And I think Zach Wilson might might pull off some of that magic here for the Jets. I hope you speak it into existence, and I hope I am way off with my prediction. I do as well. <laughs> just for my Jets fan kind of experience is pointing me towards. Uh, so let, let's hope you're closer than I am. You have a better record than me this season. I believe you have I do. gone I got, four I lost one. I got no, lost, yeah, one? I lost one. I said the Vikings were going to beat the Lions. Like, I, I can't. Yeah. Why am I picking against the Lions? They just slap me in the face. Yeah, that's been your deficiency. In terms of Jets games, though, I think you went 2-0, and right? Yeah. I uh, had the Vikings one, and uh, which one was it before that? Jets, Jets, Jets. It was the Lions and, I guess, the Bears, but that was kind of a gimme. Yeah, uh, well, speaking so... of the Bears here, we yep. got a Eagles-Bears Bears prediction. Um, you go first on this one. I, right. I hope you... Uh, Lead in the right direction. Well, I mean, the Eagles, I think, are due for a letdown game. Bears coming off a bye. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> um, but I oh, feel no. like this will be an, an exciting game. But, I mean, the Justin Fields-led Bears have generally uh-huh. scored at, at a pretty high rate. The Bears give up a lot of points. I think this could be a little bit of a shootout that the Eagles eventually pull away in. So I'm going to go I'm gonna go with Eagles 34, Bears 25. Okay, I'm thinking the same I'm thing. I'm assuming you know, that's covering have... the spread. What do you know what the odds are it's, right now? Uh, Eagles are nine, nine points. I think you're right there. Would you say yeah, so 35, 34, 25, 29? Said. You said, yeah, you're right there. Um, you know, as I was saying, the Eagles have had one of the best defenses in football this season, if not the best. Um, but there's just something about going on the road against like a team that doesn't have a whole lot to play for besides just pride. That could kind of get you slipped up, and it wouldn't shock me if the Bears jump out to like a ten nothing lead or yeah. have grab a quick lead in this one. But I think the Eagles are just the better team, and Jalen Hurts has been one of the best players in football this season. And I think the Eagles' run game again will take over this one. Um, but I could see the Bears keeping it close within halftime, maybe through three quarters. But um, I'll t- I'll take the Eagles here, uh, twenty eight. To 23. Uh, I think the Bears keep it close. It's 28-23. I'll have the Eagles winning. Okay, so I think we both think the Bears are going to make that an exciting game. Uh, so why don't we do a couple other random games on the right, schedule what's, here? A, what's a good one here? I mean, Cowboys-Jaguars isn't a bad That's one. That's a good game. Jaguars I, Jag- I mean, have Cowboys had trouble with the Texans last week. Now Jaguars at home. They've beaten the Titans. They've beaten the Ravens. They're beating some quality teams. I think the Cowboys could have some trouble with this one. Uh, let's take a look at what the spread is on this one, real quick. Um, just a guess. I'm going to go Cowboys three point I'm favorites. Like minus. Uh, I was four say, yeah, minus four. Is it Two minus four? four? Cowboys. Yep. Okay. So uh, hmm. I'm gonna I'm gonna take the Jaguars here. I'm gonna take the Jaguars. I think Trevor Lawrence is really balling out, showing you why he's the number one pick. And I think the Cowboys yep. are slipping a little bit with that Texans game. Um, Barely beat the Giants the week before that. Not barely, but I mean, they'd be pretty good. I was just looking at the score. I forgot that was a 
more lopsided game than Thanksgiving. Uh, but the Texans game was not impressive. And I think coming off that, Jaguars are going to give the surprising win and keep making their run towards that AFC South. I'm going to go Jaguars 30, Cowboys 27. I'm going to agree with you here, and it's not because I don't like the Cowboys. It wouldn't shock me at all if they win. But, you know, as a team like the Cowboys, you're coming off an ugly win against the worst team in football. You probably want to make a statement here, but you're going into Jacksonville. Doug Peterson knows the Cowboys well. Uh, Just something screams, you know, it's out of conference. This is a game that happens once a year for a team where they just get their – Butts kicked, and I think the Jaguars are going to give it to the Cowboys. I got Jaguars 27, Cowboys 16. Okay, there we go. Those random blowouts definitely do happen at times. I mean, Jaguars just gave one to the Titans on the road, so see if they could keep that going here. Uh, See any other interesting games? How about Bills and Dolphins this Saturday, looking at a big snow game, most likely? Yeah, in Buffalo. Dolphins are not going to win this game. I'm just going to keep it short and sweet. Bills, if it snows a lot, I mean, Bills are, you know, uh, Bills can put up some points. I'll go Bills 20, Dolphins 6. Yeah, I agree the Bills are going to win, but one thing I was thinking of, let me know what you think. Do you think maybe, like, despite the, you know, the weather, you know, Buffalo being from Buffalo, Miami coming from Miami, mm-hmm. despite that, just in terms of how they play, I feel like maybe the Dolphins are more equipped for the snow than the Bills because, you know, short, quick passing game. They got speed guys yeah. to just give the ball to. Bills are a little bit Definitely. Of, more of a vertical team. So I feel like do you think maybe the Dolphins are a little better equipped for that? A little, than yeah, def- for? They definitely have that short, quick game where yeah. each of the receivers can just fly down the field run by anyone. Um, I just, I don't know. I think yeah, it's I agree, tough for I agree. the Dolphins to come, in, come into Buffalo. Yeah, I'll, I'll yeah. say Bill 17, Dolphins 3. I'll go with. Yeah, we uh, both have the Dolphins not scoring more than six points here. It's just it's just tough with these snow games. You don't know how that's going to be, but I expect yeah. the Bills. And good news for the Jets to have the Del- uh, uh, Dolphins lose again. Yes, hopefully your predictions come true. They would be big for the Jets. Uh, huge, huge week ahead for the Jets here. I would say so for the Eagles just to kind of pump it up, but let's be honest, they're probably going to get the win here in a a very convincing fashion, although it might be competitive like we predicted, but um, more so for the Jets. It's a more consequential week for them. So let's hope your prediction comes true, and we'll be back on Monday, hopefully reacting to another pair of flying green victories in the Northeast. So talk to you guys then. See you guys then.